0: Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Here we are back, silver and black
1: today, the post-game edition your Raiders lose to the Cardinals 29, 23 in the most horrific fashion I can remember to date. Sorry to laugh about it. It's just I'm I'm still, you know, we're on this show to talk and I'm still kind of speechless. I, I can't believe what I saw out there with this Raiders team who now moves to 0 2 as they lose again in overtime. And everybody shares some blame. Uh, but Evan, here here's what I'm gonna pose to you a question. An MM in the in the um YouTube chat mentioned this. So I'm going to shout him out because it's a good question. He's asserting, and we don't know if this is true, but I'm going to bring it up as a what if, and that is could the chemistry between Carr and McDaniels not be there yet at all, maybe never. Uh, And maybe that's why the structure of Derek Carr's deal is what it is. They can walk away from him at the end of this year, but so far, whatever is happening between play caller and signal caller, it's just not working.
2: Absolutely. I, I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, it's, it is still early, only two games into this relationship. So, you know, I can't say for certain, but um, looking back on it, and I, I know this is kind of in the past, but looking back on it, I think maybe Carr would have benefited from playing a little bit in the preseason. Now I know, you know,
1: the <laughs> Whoa, back to that... that.
2: Yeah, and I know, okay. I know. The That's risks, okay. It's all right. But you know, now as we're two games into it and, and we're seeing that maybe they're not on the same page, the chemistry there. Um, you know, you you know, hindsight's 2020, 20, but it is something that has come up in my mind uh, because they do seem to be a little bit off. So um, I, I agree with the the question or the the person who asked the question. I do believe they're just not on the same page yet.
1: Yeah, there's, there's there's no question. And, you know, in, in the chat uh, we have going live now, all sorts of uh, obviously folks uh, worried about uh, everything, including the coach, uh, including the players. The argument uh, rages on there. So thanks for the chat there. Uh, but also, let's talk about the sequence at the end of the game. So the Raiders get the ball after holding the Cardinals in overtime, uh, they hold them on a fourth down. They get the ball back. Derek Carr, they rush the ball a little bit. Then they start passing the ball. Nice pass to Hunter Renfro. He gets. He fumbles the ball. He gets stripped of the ball from behind. Uh, and luckily, uh, Foster Moreau recovers it. You know, it's like, that's crazy. Then they get going again, and they're literally within a couple yards of field goal range, and they go in the shotgun and pass the ball. Derek Carr almost throws an interception. I mean, the fact that it was an interception is is unreal. It should have been clearly an interception. There's no, I mean, it was it was pretty easy if the player from Arizona just paid attention a little more. Then the next play, you get the the Renfro reception. He gets hit and he fumbles again. So again, controlling the ball in overtime, protecting the ball. Now I know he got throttled. He got hit hard and he was down a little bit afterwards. But again, you have to protect the ball. That's what changed the game. I mean, cost you the game because you fumbled the ball. You go the other way. What were they doing in that situation? Why you ran the ball effectively in the first half, not so much in the second, but why would you not run the ball? And I know kicking for a field goal, it's overtime. All you needed was three. You have one of the best kickers in all of football. It wins the game. It wins wins the game. game. Why, why are you
2: trying to throw the ball? I said the same thing to myself. I said the same exact thing to myself that, you know, the TV has the little red line the the, the field goal marker that you need to get to. And I kept saying to myself, they only need about four or five yards. Why not just keep, why not run it a few times? Now I will say the pass that they threw to Renfro was a safe pass. It was a short little out route. You know, he tried to make a play uh, and, you know, ended up trying to do a little too much, I think, and, and lost the ball. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Why not run the ball there, played a little bit safe. All you need is a field goal. You got a field goal kicker. who's, you know, got a cannon for a leg. I, I agree with you 100%. And speaking of Renfro real, real quick, I'm seeing some updates on my phone that he most likely suffered a concussion. So, <sighs> you know, now his status may, may be up in the air for uh, for week
1: three. And again, again, though, I, I know what you're saying about a safe pass and, and our best Hunter Renfro, you know, we love Hunter Renfro. It's not, but he did fumble twice. I mean, once yeah. cause he got hammered. I get it. It happens. Uh, but again, why are you safe pass or not? Why are you throwing the ball? Why are you throwing yeah. the ball? I mean, they had to get two more yards to be in safe field goal range, and I think they could have gotten it where if, where they were from with their with Carlson there. I mean, I don't think there would have been any any problem with him kicking for the game winner. He did it how many times last year? Four, many so times. Yeah, I, I the decision making, the play call, it goes back to play calling again. But even then, even the pass, the pass from from Carr that was almost intercepted, was a poorly thrown pass. In the second half, he only had a couple passes that were thrown well. So, so again, everything here is broken. Everything seems to not be working, and it seems to be that they didn't have a game plan for the second half. It's always yeah, a, I, Go ahead.
2: I'm sorry, I, you know, I, and I want to make this point. I, I was going to make it earlier. Yeah. I've talked about this a lot in my podcast, and I've, I've tweeted about it a lot. Last year, the Raiders won seven of their ten games by a, a combined, uh, by an average in, of those seven wins, three and a half points. Mm-hmm. We know about all the walk-off wins they had towards the end of the season. That is not a recipe for sustained success. And when you get into these tight ball games, sometimes they don't go your way. And that's what, we're, that's what we saw tonight. This is a game that the Raiders win last year. But again, I, I pointed out you, you cannot rely on that. They had an opportunity to put this team away early in the game. They had some opportunities in the second half when they had the ball. Couldn't get anything going. They got to finish this team off. It should have never have been that close um, to begin with. Uh, but again, when you play with fire, when you when you leave it to these overtime situations, things can go wrong, and, and that's what we saw happen tonight.
1: Now let's let's switch to the defensive side of the ball, Evan, because I think. We look at, again, a tale of two halves. First half, even the 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 folks, uh, Gumble and Archietta on um, on uh, CBS, were talking about the, the Raiders' pass rush. I mean, Max Crosby was all over the place. He was getting home a little bit. He had one sack, I believe, and he was in there quite a bit and just missed a couple others. Uh, Chandler Jones, I mean, if he was there, I couldn't notice, right? I mean, now maybe when I watched the film, he did some good things, and I just didn't see them. Uh, which is totally possible. That happens all the time. But but again, that pass rush, everybody was so excited about the two edge players. And Max Crosby for one half was amazing. Second half, I think he probably got a little tired, but again, towards the end of the game, had an opportunity and there was a penalty on the play and we don't know if it was thrown before or after, but uh, he had a chance to bring Kyler Murray, couldn't wrap him up. Uh, we saw plays throughout the night, especially in the second half where the defense couldn't wrap up tackles. Uh, we saw uh, Jonathan Jake uh, Abram, who does well in the box. That's where he belongs, does great. We saw him get beat three times in coverage that I counted. Um, so you saw the defense really in the second half as the Cardinals made adjustments. Mo always talks about adjustments at halftime, right? Um, yeah. They made adjustments on both sides of the ball, on defense and offense. They pressed a lot more. The Raiders wide receivers, they completely neutralized Darren Waller for the most part. I mean, they neutralized everybody, especially Derek Carr, because he couldn't get the ball out. But you look at the situation, and the defense was concerning, too, because I didn't see— you know, everybody thought Graham was going to blitz a lot more. He didn't again. And so I'm just wondering what's going on there, too. What did you see from this defense? whats What I'm confused. I just don't understand what they're doing uh, and what the philosophy is there, because they didn't really do anything in the second half to contain Kyler Murray.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think I would have liked to have seen um, some, maybe some more blitzes. Um, and I know that it's sometimes the, it's, it's difficult to blitz a, a running quarterback because you, you allow him to, to escape the pocket and then he can make plays. And we saw that happen even when they weren't blitzing. But, um, you know, I, I think we're not giving enough credit to Kyler Murray. I mean, he was unbelievable in that second half. I mean, he made some plays that maybe <laughs> only conversion one- Yes, yes, it was that the play where they're they're all kind of mixed together, but when <laughs> when Crosby had him wrapped up when Crosby yes. had him wrapped up, that was yes. the, okay, yeah, I mean, there's only maybe two or three quarterbacks in the league that can make that play, and yeah. and I think he's one of them, so I mean, it was a combination of things they the, they couldn't get off the field they were they were on the field way too long, uh they were absolutely gassed, and then you saw you saw a quarterback who. Played at an elite level in the second half and and that was the difference and that ca- kind of goes back to my point with when you have these stars that you're paying You know 30 40 million for they got to show up in these big moments and uh, their star did he put that team on his back He yes. put the team on his back. Yes, and he carried them to victory and and nobody from the Raiders Did that and that no. was that was the big difference
1: nobody from the Raiders and how many Raiders got big deals, right? So this is what I was telling people about because everybody was so happy when all these guys were getting their deals. And again, I don't begrudge anybody for getting what they deserve and what they're worth. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, all those guys. Hey, good. My problem is now as the Raiders, you've invested in these guys. You just spent all that money. And, and so far, you're not getting anything on the return. Now it's two games, but it's a, it's a terrible start. Okay. So you put all that money out there for one of the best edge rushers in the NFL, and we don't see him closing. Now, again, I'm not trying to be overcritical, but I have a a commenter on um, YouTube who said, Raiders 805, when you're up by 20 at halftime, a good defense, and a good defense you don't lose. Now, I agree with him to a certain point, but you also can't have an offense that has 48 yards. (laughs) 52 plays to 18 plays. I mean... Even the best defenses can't be out there the whole freaking second half. But, but I get your point, um, and I get that as well. And then Georgia Patriot, um, uh, you say when you go into halftime 20 nothing, you don't adjust to anything. Actually, I'll, I'll disagree with you on that, my friend. And again, thanks for viewing and watching and listening. Um, Evan, when you are up big at halftime, your adjustment is on defense, you get aggressive. In my view, you be aggressive. If you look at, like, the Chiefs or the Rams, now the Rams had a weird game today, but you look at some of these teams who've been there to, the, to an AFC, NFC championship, or the Super Bowl, those teams, when they have big leads, keep going. They put their foot on the gas, defensively and offensively. So that's the adjustment. It's sort of like not really an adjustment per se. It is a continuation of what worked for you to give you that big lead.
2: Yeah, it's a and, mindset. It's, it's a, a mindset. mindset. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, McDaniels just didn't have it tonight. And it was a criticism that Gruden got a lot was being a little bit too passive at times. Yeah. And, and we saw it happen tonight. As I said earlier, they, they could have finished them off and, and he, they didn't for whatever the reason they kept the, the game plan simplistic and, and vanilla and, and didn't push the, uh didn't put the pedal to the metal. And, uh, and, and in the first half, I think we saw some complimentary football defense getting you know, stops, offense putting points on the board, special teams played well. They had some yeah. good uh, Matt Collins made that play on punt coverage. And in the second half, it was the complete opposite. We didn't see any of that offense, three and outs defense on the plays, 10, 11, you know, play drives. And so the complimentary football, which we hear so much about all the time from coaches, it was not there.
1: Well, and you said something, Evan, and I'm seeing a lot of it in our chat, our live chat here for the show, and and I want to bring it up because it's important. And that is you have good players, okay? You have players in the NFL, in the NBA, Major League Baseball, whatever professional league you're watching. And there's great players. They do well. They do what they're supposed to. They put up numbers, and that's great. And then when you're a championship team, you have players who take a step above that. If you watch the Michael Jordan documentary, you know what I'm talking about. You have guys who take you to that next level. Okay. On the Rams, it's an Aaron Donald. Okay. It's somebody like that with the Bengals last year was Joe Burrow. Now they're off to a terrible start. I understand that, but they got there. Other teams we can go through every team and find an example. And so to me, I look at the Raiders and there's just nobody like that. Now, you could say, well, they haven't had their chance. They've had a chance through two weeks this year, and they haven't done it. So who is that guy who's going to step up and do it? Do they have it on the roster? And I just don't know. And I don't think, and my only criticism, and I mean deep criticism, of Derek Carr has always been, I thought he was a very good quarterback, but I didn't see that extra, extra thing. That doesn't mean he can't win a Super Bowl in the right situation. I know you're all laughing at me right now, but it's true. Okay, You look at Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. You look at some of these other guys who've won Super Bowls. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Okay, But what I mean is a t- guy who's going to take the team on his shoulders like Kyler Murray did tonight. That's the kind of guy you need. You need a transcendental player like that, somebody who defense off of whoever it is. And I just don't, with all the talent, I just don't see it right now, Evan.
2: No, I, I totally agree. And, you know, Carr has been very good Uh, In in the past, in in like late game situations, leading, uh, come from behind wins and things like that. But we are just not seeing that right now. And, you know, we've talked about what is the reason. And I I don't, you know, I don't know if I have a good answer right now, other than the fact that, again, he does not look comfortable. He just doesn't. Uh, You know, in the first half, yes, he made some, some uh, you know, nice throws and things like that but a lot of short dink and dunks which i thought was an okay game plan to try to attack those uh linebackers and coverage and whatnot but i believe he only threw one ball over 20 yards in the in the first half of the game yeah and so you know just i you know for whatever reason he just doesn't have it right now
1: yeah and the pocket awareness seems to have gone backward um it's just messy it's just really messy and i think that you you look at All this stuff that's going on, and it's just hard to figure out where they go and how they figure it out. And I know what the message will be, and we went on, so I didn't see the post-game press conference. I'll watch it after we're done here. But I'm sure it's like, hey, we got to figure it out. We'll get it together, blah, 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 blah. But it's it's off to a really bad start. And when you have your quarterback not performing at the level you need him to after getting the contract, after – building around him. And somebody said, well, you, you do have that difference maker, that guy who can take you to the next level, Devonte Adams. I disagree. A wide receiver cannot do it. You can have right. the best wide receiver to ever live. You still got to have the guy that throws him the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who did Jerry Rice yeah. have, right? Yep. Yeah. Joe Montana. And then he had Steve young. Okay. Uh, and I'm talking about his days in the 49ers, of course. So, so my point is Devonte Adams. Amazing. No question. Two catches tonight. Right. That's that's
2: <laughs> that can't happen. And you yeah. know, I, a lot the, the offensive line got a lot of the blame last week. You know, rightfully so. They weren't great this week. You know, with a rookie playing center, um, you know, Illuminor left the game for a short time, came back. I, I can't say that offensive line was a big problem this no. week. No. I really don't. I thought they did well. I I shouldn't say well, but I thought they did well enough. I should say they yeah. weren't a liability. They were not the
1: reason. So, um, you know, after the mess it, last week, Evan, they yeah. did really well. And 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 yes. Dylan Parham at center. Let me tell you, somebody mentioned on Twitter during the game. Well, does he play replace Andre James? I don't think so. But man, the kid can play there and he played yeah. well. Did you see any bad snaps? Did you see any miscommunications between him and Car- no, nothing. So I agree with you.
2: I mean the defense, the Cardinals' defensive front and, and defense overall isn't as talented as the Chargers, but but nonetheless they sure. they they did what they had to do, and as I've said, the stars did not do what they had to do. This new you know offensive guru, the 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 forty million dollar quarterback, the the thirty million dollar receiver, your new you know tight end without the new contract run fro those guys got to make place it, it's yeah. just again i use the word unacceptable there, there's no excuses yeah. for it at home with a 20 point lead can't and maybe happen. they
1: maybe they need to spend time with the wnba world champions the las vegas aces who won tonight and by the way i could care less no offense to the ladies they're all talented and if you like wnba god bless you i could care less um I, I'm just glad I don't have to see WNBA tweets anymore. Uh, but nonetheless, maybe they should spend some time why did with they those put it up against?
2: Why did they put it up against the NFL? Hey. I mean, I, I know Nobody watches it anyway, Evan. Nobody real, watches I, it I anyway. I guess that's a good point. But, it, I mean, putting it up against <laughs> NFL Sunday certainly isn't going to help uh, your,
1: your I'm going to get in trouble with that one, by the way, because all those WNBA, there's a lot of them in Raider Nation, believe it or not. I, and I'm sorry. Listen, I, I I spent time traveling with a women's college basketball team when I worked at UNLV in college. My best friend... My best mentor is the former, the all-time winningest women's basketball coach in UNLV history, Jim Bola. Shout out to coach. Um, I just could care less about the WNBA. so. But, but maybe they should spend some time. I mean, Kelsey Plum has got that, hey, I'm going to take you to the next level. And I know she's dating Darren Waller, so maybe they should get together and get a locker room meeting between the two teams. Maybe the ladies could teach these guys a few things. Holy moly. <laughs> but... um you look at this situation too and and <clears throat> i mean some of the player mac collins great you know i don't want to lose track of some of the great performances we saw early in the yeah. game because it fell apart in the second half but mac collins man that kid came out fired up tonight had a great first half and really you know had had it continued <laughs> into the second half i'd be sitting here talking a lot about him maybe as the player of the game on the offense because i think he's kind of solidified himself as that third wide receiver
2: yeah. Yeah. He played well tonight. Uh, I believe he led the team in targets as well as receptions and yardage showed up on special teams and that's what he, that's where he excels. Uh, yeah. He played well. Um, I hope that continues, but I hope to see, you know, some of their stars get more involved and well in, and, and, you know, Scott, I don't want to change the subject, but I, I was yes. looking at it right now, you know, Oh, and start, you know, you're, you're already two games behind the chiefs and you look at the schedule here for the Raiders, the next three games on the road at Tennessee, Back home against Denver. Now, Denver hasn't looked great either. And then on the road in Kansas City. that That's not easy. And, no. and so, you know, you're already looking at 0-2. Uh, I thought we were going to learn a lot about this team in the first five games of the year. Uh, not off to a great start right now and, and three tough games ahead. So I wonder when do you start to hear the fan base start to panic a little bit?
1: now <laughs>
0: or are you saying right now? it in the chat my friend I, I haven't
2: been on Twitter I, I'm not on yes. Twitter right now and I'm not in the chat yeah. so I can't I, I'm just kind of yeah I'm sure it's begun well but it,
1: but
0: here's it could the, get worse <laughs> you
1: you bring up a great point and that is that um the situation they go to Tennessee next week listen I thought I picked them to beat the Cardinals and then beat the Titans okay so I thought they would be I thought they would be 3-0 and actually I thought they beat the Chargers too uh Mo and I split on that when we did our preseason picks um, but you look at this situation, they're going to go there. Denver at home, you would think, oh, my gosh. But right now, after what I saw today, how anybody, I don't care how optimistic a fan, and we're trying to bring in some good here, too, because there were some good performances tonight early on, um, and I'll get to another one that excited me as well, but you can't look at these last two games and think they can win a game at all. Like I, I, you can't, If you can't play four quarters of football, Raider Nation, you can't win squat. So if you're going to tell me they're going to go to Tennessee, beat that, and they're going to come home and beat the Broncos. How? How do you say that? They should have beat the Cardinals. Now, the Broncos were way overrated in my book. So so that's a nice game to look towards. But right now, these guys got to play quarter by quarter and win each quarter because they they have not been able to play a complete game at all. And tonight, it just went backwards in so many ways, including the play calling, including the coaching. Overall, it was just poor. And a lot of you guys are in the chat saying this is all on coaching. No, it's not. Yes, part of it is game planning, all that. But players got to play. Players got to finish. Their car yeah. threw the ball. Josh McDaniels didn't throw the ball. I don't care what play he calls he had. There were passes that were terrible. And that's on him. Or there were assignments missed, and that's not on the coaches. If the plays need to be better, absolutely. And I agree they should. But this is a full team loss. Coaches, Staff, players, everybody.
2: Yeah, I mean McDaniel's didn't fumble the ball in overtime twice, <laughs> right? Twice. I mean, yeah. bottom line, yes, coaching needs to be better. I think, but as you have said, players got to perform. They're getting paid a lot of money to do so, and uh, you know, we we saw a guy on the other side getting paid a lot of money do his job, and and. I, I can't say enough about his performance. I, I really do. I know we're talking a lot about what the Raiders didn't do right, but I, I again, I think Kyler Murray did so much right that uh, you know he he completely took the game over, and and some of those plays is unbelievable what he was able to do in that second half of the game after such a quiet first half from him. Yes. I mean, I saw some people tweeting him like, "Oh, Murray's trash. He's overrated, over you know overpaid." That's yeah. why you watch the whole game before you send those tweets out. You don't do that until yes. the game is over.
1: But, and not yeah. only that, but you watch other games and, and yeah. see, you know, yeah. I watch uh, being in the Eastern time zone. Now I watch uh, morning games, right. And I watched the the Baltimore game against Miami, which was amazing. Everybody said Tua sucks. Not yep. today. He didn't <laughs> a pretty good game. He stepped up when he had to and brought his team all the way back to win setting a dolphins record for passing. So amazing stuff. All right. We're going to take one more quick break. We're going to come back and then we're going to talk about a player on defense that I saw that I really was excited about. And then we'll uh, end the show and we'll get through some more of the comments as they are going absolutely bananas uh, on the various platforms that we're live on right now. So you're listening to Silver and Black today and Odyssey Original Podcast. Don't go anywhere.